بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عظم الله أجورنا وأجوركم بمصابنا بسيدنا ومولانا أمير المؤمنين عليه السلام وجعلنا الله وإياكم من الطالبين بثأره بين يدي الإمام المنصور المؤيد المهدي من آل محمد اللهم صل الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا وعظيمنا وحبيب قلوبنا وشفيع نفوسنا أبي القاسم محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وأصحابه الغر الميامين الحمد لله الذي جعلنا من المتمسكين بولاية سيدي ومولاي علي بن أبي طالب الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله أما بعد يقول الله في كتابه الكريم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما وليكم الله ورسوله والذين آمنوا الذين يقيمون الصلاة ويؤتون الزكاة وهم راكعون إمام علي بن أبي طالب عليه السلام has a minimum of 70 verses in the Quran revealed about him or indirectly related to him in one way or the other. Indeed, according to Ibn Abbas, there are 300 verses which were revealed in honor of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. The scholar Al-Bahrani even goes as far as saying that there's over a thousand verses which have been revealed in honor of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. Because we all know very well Nobody had an encyclopedic knowledge of the Quran like Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. Imam Ali salam was known as the walking Quran in the sense that every aspect of the Quran he had known inside out. If you were looking, for example, for the tafsir of the Quran, he had it. If you're looking, for example, for the ta'wil of the Quran, he knew it. If you were looking for what was abrogated in the Quran, he was able to explain it to you. And especially the context of the revelation of many of the chapters of the Holy Quran, you'll find that Imam was able to tell you about each and every verse, where it was revealed, and in whose honor it was revealed. Because we know very well that Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, was there from the very beginning of the prophetic message. All the way until the end of the life of Rasulullah he witnessed every moment of the message of the religion of Islam. Therefore, logically, there has to be a number of verses revealed in his honor. Because can you tell me of a personality who was with the Holy Prophet earlier than Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib 
Imam Ali السلام, was there from the very moment that the verses of Iqra were revealed. And he was there all the way until when? Until the death of Rasulullah If he was there over that 23-year period, accompanying the Prophet, supporting the Prophet, talking to the Prophet, witnessing what happened with the Prophet, peace be upon him, his family, that must mean that there are many verses which relate to him. Sadly, if you were to ask many of his lovers, show me the verses in the Quran that were revealed about Imam Ali salam. Say, we say there's a minimum of 70 verses in the Quran revealed about Imam Ali salam, And others say like Ibn Abbas, 300 verses. I guarantee you that many of the lovers of Imam Ali salam in the Muslim world, and we know the whole Muslim world, Shia and non-Shia adore Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. How many of us will be able to name more than three, four verses of the Quran in honor of Imam Ali salam? Whereas in the Quran, you'll see over the next few nights how many verses were revealed in honor of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam's patience, in honor of his generosity, in honor of his bravery, in honor of his knowledge, in honor of his valor, in honor of his sacrifice, in honor, for example, of his dignity, in honor of every composite of virtues that you can imagine, there are verses revealed in honor of Imam Ali salam. And by the way, us knowing today that there are verses revealed in honor of Imam Ali salam, us knowing that there are these verses in honor of Imam Ali salam is somewhat of a miracle. Because how many people try to delete those tafasir, those exegesis which explained a verse in honor of Imam Ali salam? There were people who were paid that if there is a verse that's revealed about Imam Ali alayhi salam, change the meaning of the verse and give it to somebody else. Give this verse to somebody else, even though that verse everybody knew is revealed in honor of Imam Ali alayhi salam, give it to so-and-so, give it to so-and-so, give it to so-and-so. It was like, you know, the auction of number plates. Yeah, who wants a number plate? Give him this ayah, number plate 315, number plate 671, number plate 572. Give them each. So you therefore found that it was a miracle that we even knew about verses that were revealed about Imam Ali salam. When the Umayyads are in power, Bani Umayyah, and the Abbasids of Bani Abbas were in power, do you really think that they didn't tamper with some of the tafasir? That if there was a verse... Revealed about Imam Ali alayhi salam. Do you really think that they didn't change that verse and make sure that that verse was given to somebody else? Believe you me, if it wasn't for some of the sacrifices of the companions of the Ahlul Bayt, salawatullah wa salamu alayhim, and some of the sacrifices of our great ulama, many of us would not know which ayahs were revealed in honor of Imam Ali alayhi salam. As a new thing, when Maytham al-Tammar lost his tongue and Kumail lost his neck, Hujr bin Adi lost his life. You think these people were not the ones responsible for making sure we knew which ayahs were revealed in honor of Imam Ali alayhi salam? If it wasn't for the companions of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam, and if it wasn't for the ulama, believe you me, we wouldn't know these verses. You look at the ulama like Shaykh al-Tusi, may Allah bless his soul. You look at others who had written tafasir of the Quran, Ali bin Ibrahim for example, Al-Ayashi for example, Others who made sure that we knew which verses were revealed by Imam Ali alayhi salam. And that's why on the night of the 19th of Shahar Ramadan, a person has to ask themselves a question. Number one, how many verses about Imam Ali alayhi salam in the Quran 
Do I know? And number two, have I taught these verses to my children or not? If you were to sit with your children at home and say to them, I want you to tell me which ayahs in the Quran are revealed about Imam Ali alayhi salam. In our generation, alhamdulillah, many of us, this was instilled deeply within us. Whereas in this current generation, there is a need for the mothers and fathers to ensure that the wilaya of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam is still in their children. That when you sit with your child, ask them, which ayah was revealed in honor of Imam Ali? Tell me about this ayah. Show me an ayah about Imam Ali's bravery. Show me an ayah about Imam Ali's valor. Show me an ayah about Imam Ali in salah. If you were to ask your children, we have to inculcate this concept, which is what? Which is Ali is with the Quran and the Quran is with Ali. Wherever the Quran goes, you always take with it the tafsir. That was left by Amir al-Mu'mineen, by the Ahlul Bayt, salawatullah wa salamu alayhim. Therefore, tonight, we begin a series of majalis where we look at the verses in the Quran that were revealed directly or indirectly in honor of Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen, alayhi salam. And I'd like to do this in the following stages. Number one, which ayah of the Quran was revealed when Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was only a 13-year-old? Number two, how did this ayah end up leading to another verse that highlighted that no man was ready to lay his life down and sell his soul like Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Finally, what was the verse of the Quran that highlighted that when it comes to sacrifice and when it came to bravery, it was salah that was the basis of this. And what exactly happened when this verse was revealed? Let's examine this and seek to dissect these verses in depth. The first verse, if a person wants to look at Imam Ali alayhi salam fil Quran, the first verse a person has to look at is a 13-year-old Imam Ali alayhi salam. Now many of us would assume that if there's a verse in the Quran in honor of Imam Ali, maybe it's when he's in his 20s, when he's in his 30s, but we find that the first verse to refer to of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib in the Quran is which one? The first verse to refer to of Imam Ali alayhi salam in the Quran is the verse that spoke about when the Prophet invited his family towards the religion of Islam. All of you know the incident, my dear brothers and sisters. The incident was known as Da'wat al-Ashira. Da'wat al-Ashira, the Prophet had announced his prophethood at the age of 14. And he was waiting for his Lord to give him the message of when to publicly announce it. So his Lord, after three years, said to him a verse in the Quran, the first of the verses, which indirectly relates to Imam Ali, alayhi salam. The Lord revealed the verse in Surah Al-Shu'ara, Surah 26 of the Quran, verse number 214. Bismillah ar-Rahman Warn your nearest relatives, because religious preaching has to start at home first. I can't go out and preach to the whole community when my house is a house that's made of glass. As in sometimes you might find somebody who goes out and wants to tell the whole world about Islam. And you're looking at him and say, Baba, your own house needs fixing first. You're judging everybody. You're preaching to everybody in the community. But your house needs to be fixed first. The Holy Prophet when he received this ayah, you found that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family, 
straight away invites all of his near ones. Imam Ali salam was only a 13-year-old. Of course, you found that some scholars in Islamic history out of their nasb, you know, some have a hate of Imam Ali salam. They said that what is this 13-year-old? How does he comprehend the religion of Islam? Nobody could comprehend who was triple his age the way he comprehended at the age of 13. You bring me a 39-year-old, I guarantee you he doesn't come near an aorta of the intelligence of Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. Imam was only 13 at the time and you found that Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, the Prophet said to him, you prepare the dinner, I'm going to invite the family. Rasulullah also knew something, that if you want Arabs to all come home, make sure there's food. You want them to come to the mosque, make sure there's food. If you don't put food in the announcement, there'll be excuses. It's a major lesson for all of us in our communities, why we have food and niyaz and so on. It's because we realize that it's an incentive, a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. So the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his family, invited the near and dear. All of them were there. Whether they liked him or they didn't, whether they were religious or they weren't, and amongst them who was there was Abu Lahab. The moment Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi began to talk about the religion of Islam, Abu Lahab's like, this man's lost, I'm leaving. And everybody left. When everybody left, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi looked at Imam Ali alayhi salam. And Imam Ali alayhi salam at that young age witnessed that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi had a patience about him. He saw the way the Prophet held his dignity, didn't scream at anyone or shout at anyone. And the Prophet said to him, tomorrow prepare another meal. For the Quran has said to us, warn your nearest relatives. You prepare the meal and I'll be the one who does what? And I'll be the one who will talk to them. The next day, they all came. When they all came the next day, Abu Lahab, Abu Talib, everybody was there. When they all came towards the house of Rasulullah he came and said something to them. What did he say? He said, by Allah, what I bring to you, nobody has brought to the Arabs the like of which I bring to you. Of course, it's hidayah, it's guidance. I bring to you that which will bring you success in this world and in the hereafter. And listen to me and follow me. And whoever submits will be what? Will be my khalifa and my wasi after me. How many times do we hear people saying, Said Ammar, you know, there's a difference of opinion about Ghadir. Man kuntu mawla fahada Ali mawla. I say, Baba, don't start at Ghadir. Start when Imam Ali was 13. The heavens were already guiding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi what to say. From the age of 13, nobody had an excuse to say that I wasn't sure. Imam Ali alayhi salam was looking at all of the people who were there. He saw that nobody was putting his hand up to say that I will submit to the message. I will follow you. I take you as my prophet. And this becomes interesting because throughout the life of Rasulullah whenever he looked for support in a pivotal moment, only Imam stood up. I'll show you this in the forthcoming nights that there are ayahs which are revealed because only Imam Ali did what Rasulullah wanted. So the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his family, he said, who will accept me? Imam Ali salam put his hand up. And when he put his hand up, the Holy Prophet looked at him. He looked at everybody else. And he said, Look at what he says. That this person, firstly, is my brother. But Ya Rasulullah, you're 43 and he's 13. 
There's a major age gap between you. Secondly, he's your first cousin. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wanted to highlight that if I had a brother, then my brother is Ali, son of Abu Talib. I have no brother in my life like the son of Abu Talib. Because even when he went to Medina and there was the pact between the brothers, who did he take as his brother? Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. So he said, إِنَّ هَذَا أَخِي وَوَصِيِّ He is my brother. That we can understand. أَخِي وَوَصِيِّ The one who executes that which I leave behind. That we understand. And the Khalifa after me. Is there any doubt about this? As in why is there a debate about the Khilafa? After Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When an incident where the Quran tells the Prophet, warn your relatives, involves the Prophet mentioning not just Ukhuwa, not just Wasiya, but also Khilafa. Khilafa is mentioned when? Khilafa is mentioned 20 years or so before the day of Ghadir. Yes? Because if this incident is three years into his prophethood, then we know very well that 20 years or so before Ghadir, already, he is the one. So what should you do? So listen to him and obey him. This is a huge line. It's not just the matter that he's my Khalifa. He's a 13-year-old. You listen to him and you obey him. Already at the age of 13, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, the heavens are sending a message to the people. Because if I believe my Prophet, my Prophet does not speak of his own will. He speaks of revelations from his Lord. My Prophet already is telling the Muslim community that when I'm saying, don't come later on to me and say, who's the Khalifa? Is there proof? Is there any direct proof? Show me the direct proof. Because here, it's very clear that the Prophet has already said to all of those around him that if you're ever going to be asked about Khilafa, don't forget this day. Because you know later on what they said. They said, well, Ali is too young. Baba, if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says something, that means it's come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't know Imam Ali is young. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't know where to put his rasala. Therefore, you found that some people in history, knowing that when this ayah was revealed, the whole story, do you know what they did with the part on Imam Ali? Delete. Ibn Hisham has a seerah of the Prophet, peace be upon him and his family. Famous biography. Let's say it's a summary of what had come before it by a scholar by the name of Ibn Ishaq. Okay? So sometimes you may hear seerah Ibn, Hisham, and you may hear Seerat Ibn Ishaq. We don't have the Seerah of Ibn Ishaq, but the summary of it we have with Ibn Hisham. Ibn Hisham, there are certain things which are blatantly obvious in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they happened, completely deleted in the biography. Amongst them, for example, that Abbas, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Abbas, the uncle of the Prophet, was a prisoner who was ransomed and so on and so forth, doesn't include it. Why? Because you're living in the time of Bani Abbas. And if Bani Abbas don't like you, they don't want you pr being praising somebody, true? Amongst the areas where he doesn't write a thing, Akhi, Wasiyi, Khalifati, nothing, not even a mention. I remember reading in Tabari's Ta'wil, when he looks at this incident, do you know what he's written? He writes, and the Prophet said, Kada wa kada. Kada wa kada. 
<laughs> my prophet, peace be upon him, his family, there's an ayah being revealed. When you, when he comes to this incident and he tells his family that whoever accepts my nubuwa, this is a huge moment, by the way, whoever accepts my prophethood, he is going to be, he is not only my akh, he's my wasi and my khalifa. No, 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 there's no need for such words. Just write kada wa kada wa kada. Baba kada wa kada wa kada. When it comes from the heavens, I need to know what it is. And that's why when Haikel wanted to write this story in his book, straight away there was uproar. He himself says, he said, I noticed that when I began to write about Ali ibn Abi Talib, a praise of him from the Quran, straight away, why are you including the story, Akhi, wa wasiyi wa khalifati? Even Sharqawi says, I wrote on Imam Ali, I got uproar. Why are you praising Ali ibn Abi Talib? Baba Ali ibn Abi Talib, Ali ibn Abi Talib is a gift for me and you. If there's an incident revealed about him, it's a gift for me and it is for you. But for us as Shia, do we have to care what other schools write in their tafsir? No. If it's in my books of tafsir, why should other schools' books be a barometer? If someone tells me it's not in Bukhari, it's not in Muslim, it's not in Tabari, it's not in, in Ibn Kuthir, I really don't care. They're a hujjah for you, not for me. For me, I look towards Al-Muhammad If they've written that this is the tafsir of the ayah, that's enough for me. Therefore, the first ayah and honor of Amir al-Mu'mineen was revealed at Dawat al-Ashira. From Da'wat al-Ashira, naturally, Amir al-Mu'mineen, if he was ready to submit to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa at the age of 13, what happens on a night when they all want to stab Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa On a night when Quraysh, when in Dar al-Nadwa, the parliament had all come together of the Quraysh, they said, we have to kill Muhammad tonight. That's it, all done. Abu Lahab and his wife, Umm Jamil, they were the heads of this parliament. They had made it clear that there is no way Muhammad will survive. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi. We have to work on this. Now, the Arabs got together a number of tribes, not just one tribe. When the Arabs got these tribes together, what was their aim in getting these tribes together? Why not just one person go and kill him? Because the Arabs, if one person kills him, then Bani Hashim will ask for their blood. Whereas if 40 people stab the same person then you don't know whose stab was the lethal one. You know, there's the Asha'ir culture where we have to have a fossil. You killed one of us. We have to kill one of you. And sometimes you'll see even in our world when a president is about to be executed, you've got 20 people shooting him. Why not one? Because then they'll come after 1v1. Whereas if 20 shot, you won't know who the main bullet came from. And so what they decided was that they'll get, let's say, 40 of the Arab tribes and they'll come towards the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his family. And when they come towards the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, in the middle of the night, they had decided that we're going to make sure that we kill him while he's asleep. One of the most wonderful conversations happens in the history of the religion of Islam. If ever you wanted to see the purest soul, that is the soul of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam, then look at the conversation between Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and Imam Ali alayhi salam on the night of Hijrah. Show me any other person in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa where there is a conversation that intimate between two people. Not two people, Akhi, my brothers. They're two brothers of one another. What was the conversation between the two of them? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the moment he knew the plot that was being hatched, 
the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, came to Imam Ali alayhi salam. He said, Ali, I have a particular request from you. He said to him, Ya Rasulullah, go ahead, tell me whatever it is, I submit to you. He said to him, they have planned to kill me. And I would like you to be the one who sleeps in my bed tonight. For all of them are going to come and try and stab me. And I will head out towards Medina. Imam Ali, Ali, Imam Ali alayhi looked towards him. He said to him, Awataslam ya Rasulullah. Allahu Akbar. This is a huge line. Huge. People don't realize the importance of this line. This is the meaning of the submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one personality we all remember tonight. Take your heart tonight to Najaf al-Ashraf and remember this man, the man who is the very meaning of taslim. Awa taslim ya Rasulallah, will you be safe? Ya Rasulallah. He said to him, yes. He said, ruhi li al-fida wa nafsi li al he said, then my soul will be sacrificed for your soul. And my nafs, and my nafs will be sacrificed for your nafs. When he said these lines, there is a famous conversation that they narrate was happening in the heavens. When the heavens were about to send the email that is a verse of the Quran on this night, there was a conversation between Jibra'il, Mika'il, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked Jibra'il and Mika'il, do you want to give your life away? Or would you prefer to continue singing my praise and worshipping me? They said, oh Allah, we don't mind giving our lives away. But we would prefer that we continue to worship you and sing your praise. He goes, go down and look at the son of Abu Talib. Go towards him and see him. A young man who's willing to give his life away. How old was Imam Ali on the day or on the night of Hijrah? 23 years of age. I ask all of you who are watching, especially the beloved 20-year-olds in their 20s, both brothers and sisters, how many of us would prefer that we give our life away Rather than hold on to everything we have. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib said, I'm 23. I'm not yet married. I'm single. I have my life ahead of me. He said to him, Awataslam, are you going to be okay? He said to him, yes. He said, then, Ruhi li ruhika al-fida, wa nafsi li nafsika al-wiqa. Ya Rasulullah, how? An nabiyu awla bil mu'mineena min anfusihim. You have a greater right on the believers than they have on themselves. Because Rasulullah also knew that Imam Ali that night could have been a very difficult night. Could have been his final night. Imagine your favorite cousin. And it's the last time that you two embrace each other because you think maybe tonight we won't see each other again. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family said to him, Oh Ali, I leave you tonight. And if you survive, then bring the fawatim with you. Who? There are a number of fawatim who were alive at that time. Of them, Fatima al-Zahra was alive at that time. She, of course, had not yet married Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib How old was she at that time on the night of Hijrah? 
She was around seven years of age. The narrations mention, and you had Fatima bint Asad, his mother, who was still in Mecca. You had Fatima related to Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib. That night, Abu Lahab in the night said, don't attack the house of Muhammad. Because yeah, we know Rasulullah simply left and said, He left, miracle, he went. And the narrations mention that Abu Lahab, when all of these people were there together, he looked at them, he said, don't kill Muhammad in the night. Rather, kill him in the Fajr time. Because if we kill him in the night, the ladies will be frightened. Whereas at Fajr, everyone's asleep. No one will notice. We remove that cover that he has. And we killed him. Abu Lahab said that to everybody. It came to around Fajr time. They came towards where? Towards the bed. When they removed, of course, Rasulullah left his burda on Imam Ali Okay, like a cloth. On Imam Ali السلام, where one poet said on that night, do you know what the cloth was and do you know what the bed was? The cloth was taqwa and the bed was yaqeen. And in the middle was Ali, son of Abu Talib. The cloth, taqwa. The bed, yaqeen. And in the middle, the son of Abu Talib. Imam, as soon as they removed the cloth, they were all coming to stab. They saw Ali, son of Abu Talib. Would this be the first? This is the first time where they were introduced to the son of Abu Talib. There were many times they were going to be introduced. I ask you, how many of us would sell our soul for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There are some of us in life, we sell our soul to the devil. We sell our soul to shaitan. There are others, they sell their soul for the pleasure of Allah. They look to attack him. He looked towards them. They said, where's Muhammad? He said, I don't know, Muhammad Rasulullah has gone off. He's moved, not here. What are you doing here? He said, I'm sleeping here in the bed. So they said, we'll kill you. The person who said to him, we'll kill you, in one strike, he killed him. He said, are there any others of you who want to take me on one-on-one? -on -one? They looked at him. They all left. He said, very well. They left. You know what Imam Ali السلام, did the next day? Fatima al-Zahra the other of the Fawatim, they were all there. Imam went near the Kaaba. He stood up. He looked at everybody. He said, everybody, all of you know me. I am Ali, son of Abu Talib. I have this caravan and I'm going to take it to Medina. I swear, if anyone approaches me, I will mix his flesh with his blood straight away. So is there anyone who has an issue with me leaving with this caravan to Medina? If you do, come towards me now. They all looked at him. Wallah, one by one, they were scared. When Surah At-Tawbah was revealed years later, they were scared as well when he stood at the Kaaba saying to them, I am Ali, son of Abu Talib. Your nemesis has come back again. And I look at each of you one, one on one. Come and fight me. When he did that, Abu Jahl saw him. Abu Jahl looked at them. He said, you let that young man scare all of you. A hundred camels for whoever is able to go and capture his caravan and return it. Imam Ali left. He left Mecca to head towards Medina. Who was with him? Ayman, the son of Um Ayman. And with him was Abu Waqid al-Layfi. And with him, Fatima al-Zahra and a few others. And they went in their caravan. And as he was going, Abu Jahl moved with a few of the Arabs. Abu Jahl had this servant by the name of Muhalla. 
Muhalla, the servant of Abu Jahal, from far Abu Jahal said, I can tell Ali ibn Abi Talib from a distance. And I know the roots of Mudar. So he looked towards it and he said, that is Ali son of Talib. Imam Ali turned around. He said to the people with him in the caravan, he said to them, do not worry. Leave this with me. He came to him. He said, what is it? He said, return you and your caravan back to Mecca. He said, that's not going to happen. We're going to head towards Medina. And I don't know if any of you are interested in blocking me. Muhalla, the servant of Abu Jahl, jumped on Imam Ali. Imam Ali finished him with a strike. Ali ibn Abi Talib's strikes did not start at Badr and Uhud. Way before, Ali ibn Abi Talib already was a master of his trade. He looked towards Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl looked at him. He said to him, Oh, son of Abu Talib, listen to me. Come back at least so that we can save face in Mecca. Just come back and leave tomorrow or leave in the night. But at the moment, we're embarrassed in Mecca about what's happened. Imam Ali's dignity, highest dignity, even with someone like this Abu Jahl who pleads with you that please come back to Mecca just for our dignity so that we don't show that we lost or we were raided or we were finished. Imam Ali said very well. He brought everyone back to Mecca and then he left. The question, which ayah of the Quran was revealed in honor of him giving his nafs away? Ask yourself, O Shia of Ali, do you know the ayah of the Quran? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in Surah 2, verse 207. The skies, the heavens, honored Ali ibn Abi Talib with the ayah, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْرِ نَفْسَهُ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ there are those who sell their nafs for who? For the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> who is this in honor of? Imam Ali ibn Talib alayhi salam. You know, later on the Umayyads changed it. Later on the Umayyads said this ayah is in honor of Abdul Rahman bin Muljim. Because later on you have these types of personalities like Imran bin Hattan and others who actually wrote poetry in praise of Ibn Muljam's strike on Imam Ali. And that's when Ibn Muljam struck Imam Ali, he sold his soul for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine. Whereas for us, clearly, nasi, and from amongst the people, there are those, he sells his soul for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it means that I had to lose my life on that bed for the Prophet and for his Lord, I will sell my soul. Therefore, the second ayah in honor of Imam Ali alayhi salam in the Quran, Surah 2, verse 207. For Imam Ali to submit to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and for him to have that taqwa, what was the basis of it? The basis of it was the salah of Ali ibn Abi Talib, no doubt. Because nobody can have that strength to sleep in a bed with so much calm unless he was a person connected to his Lord. Believe you me, Imam Ali السلام, said one word on a night like this, which highlighted that his strength was because of his salah. Fuzto. You want to achieve victory, O Muslim. You want to achieve success in this world? Then look at your salah and ask yourself, is it a salah that my imam would be proud of? Because you know when we say that on the day of judgment, there is mawazin. True? In Surah, for example, in Qara'a, for example, in other Surah, you talk of the Mizan. When they say that the Mizan, Imam Ali says, Anal Mizan. I am the Mizan. What does he mean, I am the Mizan? means the way you practice your acts, uh, the balance scales for those acts is me. 
The way you prayed is going to be compared to my salah. The way you fasted, I'm the scales to weigh whether your prayer is a prayer that's accepted. You compare it to my prayer because in his salah, Imam found the most peace in his life. In his salah, Imam always found that that moment he connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no, nothing else existed at that moment. Truly, if you look at Imam Ali alayhi salam, you found that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored Ali ibn Abi Talib because of his love for his salah. And he honored him in his salah. Where? In the Quran, on that famous incident, when a poor man walked into the mosque in Medina. When this poor man walked into the mosque, a faqir, he walked into the mosque of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi in the mosque in Medina. When we go to our mosques or the mosque in Medina, we have an aim. What is it? Our aim is to be the embodiment of the hadith, salat, mi'raj, al-mu'min. Salah is the mi'raj of the mu'min. What does salah being the mi'raj of the mu'min mean? It means that I should look at my prayer and continuously try and ascend in my spiritual levels because of my salah. Therefore, the greatest of us will reach the highest level of spirituality in their salah. Look, the most basic of us will not even concentrate on salah. Allahu Akbar, what am I doing tomorrow? I wonder what's on the telly tonight. Subhana Rabbi. That's the most basic of us. Our concentration goes everywhere. But you've seen certain people, their khushu' and their salah. You look at them. Believe you me. There are certain people. I remember one of our scholars, Saddam poisoned him. He couldn't speak properly. Only in his salah, he would speak properly. Outside of salah, he couldn't speak properly. In salah, you would find that this person, subhanallah, only in the salah. Therefore, if salah is the mi'raj of the mu'min, then how about amir al-mu'mineen? True? If a mu'min can reach the highest level in salah, then how about the prince of the believers? Because if in your salah, you can reach a level where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises you to such a status, I underline raises. Why? How many times after Salat al-Asr do you recite the dua? Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min nafsin la tashba' wa min qalbin la yakshah wa min ilmin la wa min salatin la wa min salatin la turfa' The best salah is the salah that raises you to the highest level. In dua after Salat al-Asr, all of us say, Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you from a prayer that doesn't raise me. I don't want my salah to be the same all the time. Because then I, it gets mundane. Look, I'll be very frank. There are many people who say that, bro, I just don't feel anything in salah. I can't feel that concentration. Ya Ahlul Bayt always, Fustu wa Rabbil Ka'bah, Ashhadu annaka qad aqamta salat. They're always so happy with their salah. How do I get that buzz? How do I get that level? When I say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min salatin la turfa'. I want a salah that raises me to the highest level. Because if you do reach that level, do you know what then happens to you? Allah uses you as a wasila to answer someone's dua. Yes, for those who look at salah, basically, they'll be like, what is this? You know, salah, Allahu Akbar, da, da, da. But for those who are so into the world where the veils begin to get removed between you and the Lord, 
the Lord might inspire you with a thought where you answer someone's dua, you become the wasila for Allah answering the dua. It happened in that mosque in Medina. Because many times people say to me, how do we know he was concentrating? Ali ibn Abi Talib and Salah, you're questioning his concentration. Ali ibn Abi Talib and Salah is in a different world. If you wanted to get an arrow out of his body, when was the best time to get it out of it? Salah, can you explain that to me? Anna, I need anesthetic, I need syringe, needle, get me everything, Baba, get me morphine before you remove this. Imam Ali, they used to say, in salah, best time to remove the arrow. He won't feel it. Because imagine the level he's in. That this poor man has entered the mosque and he's like, Ya Allah, I am a poor man, I'm here in your mosque in Medina. He goes to each person, give me something, no. give me nothing, give me nothing. Ya Allah, I asked everybody. And I'm in your mosque in Medina. Ya Allah, bless us to go to the mosque of Rasulullah sallallahu I'm in your mosque in Medina and I'm asking people. But nobody is giving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can I ask all of you viewers, everybody at home a question? Do you think that there have been times Allah used you to answer someone's dua? I believe. But not that we deserve it. But maybe, maybe, maybe. Someone had a hajj out there and I'm like, you know what, let me just call this person and see if he needs anything. Maybe someone on the street begging and that day you were like, you know, I've actually got some coins today. Oh no, I've actually got a note today. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired that thought for you to answer someone's dua who that day had woken up and said, God, help me with something. If me and you, normal individuals, Allah may use us to answer someone's dua then how about the man born in Allah's house? If me and you, normal individuals, Allah uses us to answer someone's dua, then how about the man who laid his soul for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa At that moment, this poor man's looking around. He's now in a state of confusion. Naturally, it's humiliating when you go around to people and say, give me, give me. And he looks around and he sees a man in his salah. He looks and wonders, do I ask the man or I don't? Shall I go to him or I don't? At that moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided, I'll answer the dua of that beggar, but I'll answer him through the pure soul of Amir al-Mu'mineen. The Quran came with Surah 5, verse 55, to highlight that what's about to happen right now, highlights to you that when it comes to guardianship on the earth and wilaya, it is to be transferred from the Lord to his prophet. From the prophet to this man. Look at the ayah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Innama waliyukum Allahu. Allah is your guardian. We all accept. Ayatul Kursi. Allah waliyul ladina amanu. Yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ila nur Allah is our wali. We all accept that as Muslims. No one can deny that. Can he share his wilaya? Can he make someone his wali? Innama waliyukum Allahu wa rasuluhu. I'm going to give my authority, my guardianship over salah, over hajj, over zakat, over every area. My wilaya al-khasa. I'm going to make it wilaya am. I'm going to take the wilaya which I have for myself. I now give it as a general wilaya to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. But it stops there. And Muslims say that's enough. Allah... Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. The Quran didn't stop there. Innama waliyukum Allahu 
Okay, I believe. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Not enough. Without the wilaya of this man, none of your acts are complete. Innama waliyukumullahu wa rasuluhu walladheena amanu. And those who believe. Can't be everyone who believes. Not everyone can be the wali. Alladheena yuqeemoona salata wa yu'toona zakata wa hum raki'oon. Those who establish salah and give zakat while they are in a state of ruku'. I ask you a question. Is ruku' not part of salah? Ruku' is part of salah. Why have you made it separate at the end? Unless there was a particular act in ruku' that has to be stressed on. When that poor man looked around, he saw a man with his finger. There was a ring around it. And when he saw the finger sticking out like this, he knew that come and take this ring. You ask in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa mosque, you think Allah will not answer your dua. When that ayah was revealed, therefore, إِنَّمَا وَلِيُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Wilaya Allah, Wilaya Rasulullah, Wilaya Amir Al-Mu'mineen. That's why when every Shia in the world says, أَشْهَدُ أَنَّ عَلِيًّا Allah. When every Shia in the world says, I swear that Ali, son of Abu Talib, is the guardian of Allah's message on the earth, the basis of this, this ayah. And do you know what the next ayah says? وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ Allahu Akbar. This next verse is more important than the one before it. Ali in the Quran. The next verse, look what it says. وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ Whoever takes Allah as a guardian. Okay, all Muslims, even non-Muslims, Ahlul Kitab. وَرَسُولَهُ And the Prophet, peace be upon his family. If the ayah stopped there, then every Muslim believes, لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله. Do you agree? In our adhan, all of us, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammadan, Rasulullah. Al-ayah didn't stop. وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا It means that the person before this is still part of the chain of wilaya. And it means that you cannot have complete iman without belief in him. So when the Quran said, وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Then what? فَإِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْغَالِبُونَ For surely they are the party of Allah and the party of Allah are the victorious ones. Look at the verses here one by one. The verses, what were they showing us? Don't say that Islam is only Tawheed and Nubuwa because there's an authority after the Prophet and that's why in Al-Kafi and in Ayash's tafsir, in Al-Kafi, there is a hadith from Imam Al-Baqir, he says, after the ayah of Wilaya was revealed, we had with it the ayah of Surah An-Nisa. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ati'ullaha. Look at, I want everybody to focus on the triangle that is Allah, Rasulullah, and Imam Ali, Look at what it says. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who claim to have iman, ati'ullaha, tick. Wa ati'ul rasoolah. Tick. Should stop there. Stop. Why should you stop? Because the obedience to the next person is the same as the obedience to Rasulullah. What is the next one? Imam al Baqir says the ayah of wilaya. Then the ayah of Ulil Amr. Now Rasulullah. Now the Prophet, peace be upon his family, has made it clear that this man's the wali. 
He is, has the obedience that must come to us. I don't care what it says in non-Shia literature. I would not lose any sleep over it. This is my literature and I'm proud of my literature and I'll read my literature till the day I die. Then after that he said, now Allah told him, now is the time you tell the world about Ali, son of Abu Talib. He says the verse was revealed. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ayyuhar rasoolu. Again, Surah 5, verse 67. Balligh. Tell them all. Ma unzila ilayka min. Rabbik. Wa in lam taf'al fama. Balaghta risalata. Wallahi a'simuka min al-nas. O messenger of Allah, preach what's been bestowed upon you. And if you don't, then your message is incomplete. I don't care, you've told them Salah, you told them Shah Ramadan, you told them Hajj, without them acknowledging the authority of Ali ibn Abi Talib, all of that is Haba and Manthura. Because it's Ali ibn Abi Talib who gave us the very meaning of what Salah is. Therefore, how can I pray when I haven't acknowledged the wilaya of Amir al-Mu'mineen sallallahu wa sallamu No man represented the meaning of worship, the meaning of Salah, like the son of Abu Talib. And that's why it's no surprise that Allah wanted to honor him. Where? In his salah. On a night like this, you take your hearts to the land of Najaf, my dear brothers and sisters, wherever you may be. Because in that salah, he gave his ring away. But in the salah, in Masjid al-Kufa, he not only gave his body away, that night he gave his soul away. And the narrations mention the pain, the pain that escalated on Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen's head at the moment Ibn Muljam struck him. Many of us, if we were struck in salah we would be in extreme pain we won't be able to recover what did he say no he actually found this is the most glorious moment that my lord my lord has decided to take my life while i'm in sujood to my lord by allah i have been victorious by the lord of the kaaba at this moment Imam al-Hassan and Imam al-Hussein saw their father's head bleeding in front of them. Can you imagine the pain on the chest of Abu Abdullah when he saw the pain that his father was facing? The narrations mention that he took his father's head, but his father moved his head from him. He took his father's head again and his father removed it from him you take my head now what will shimmer do with your head they at that moment they knew their father was in pain because naturally the best of the people the most pious of them had been killed he was limping as he was leaving Masjid al-Kufa the injury had completely finished him he was limping he got to Masjid al-Kufa look at his grave in front of you all of you my dear viewers at home he was limping he's looking at Masjid al-Kufa he's coming out of the masjid as he was coming out something struck him what struck him if I limp towards the house then Zainab will be in pain but if I try and stand straight then maybe she'll remain sane so at that moment he looked towards he looked towards Imam al-Hassan and Imam al-Hussein what did he say to them he said said to them, carry me, carry me and let me stand straight for I cannot let my Zainab see me in this way. As he was walking towards the house, he was walking straight.
feet. A daughter knows when her father's in pain. A daughter knows that something's happened to her father. A daughter knows that there's something wrong. She looked towards the house. She looked outside. And then she looked towards Kulthum. What did she say when she looked towards Kulthum? Kulthum, Kulthum, get up. I see my father in pain. Allah Akbar. Kulthum, Kulthum, get up. I see my father in pain. I see him limping next to Hassan and Hussein. Then where did Zainab's mind go? How will Eid be this year if dad's not with us? How can I, how can I celebrate Eid this year when I see my father's pain and I see the people's despair? Raise your hands, my dear brothers and sisters. Ya Allah, raise us with Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. Ya Allah, allow us to embody the Qur'an in the same way you said to us, Ali is with the Qur'an and the Qur'an is with Ali. Allow our children to be amongst those who hold on to the Qur'an. We have a sister of ours who is still missing in Mozambique. Ya Allah, return her safely to her family. We have a number of brothers Others whose families are not feeling well, let's all recite the eye of the Quran. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Amman yujibu al-mustar idha da'ah wa yakshifu al-su'a. All of us. Amman yujibu al-mustar idha da'ah wa yakshifu al-su'a. Amman yujibu al-mustar idha da'ah wa yakshifu al-su'a. This one with your heart in Najaf. Ya Allah, bless us with the shafa'ah of Amir al-Mu'mineen and bless us with the ziyara of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam for all of our marhumeen and in honor of our parents, Ya Allah, continue to strengthen them with the wilaya of Ali ibn Abi Talib. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the Surah Al-Fatiha but before it wherever you may be the loudest of your salawat we welcome our respected Mullah to come and read for us Mullah Muhammad Abbas Karim with the loudest of your salawat Allah آتی ہے گردوں سے یہ پہم صدا قتل ہوئے سجدے میں شیر خدا ہائے علی ہائے علی ہائے علی ہائے ہائے علی ہائے علی ہائے علی ہائے 
گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ہائے سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ماہ مبارک میں غضب ہو گیا زخم شہن شاہ عرب ہو گیا زخم شہن شاہ عرب ہو گیا مسجد کوفہ بھی لرزنے لگی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ہائے سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی بہنے لگا سر سے علی کے لہو غم کی فضا پھیل گئی چار سو غم کی فضا پھیل گئی چار سو پڑھتے تھے نوحائے نمازی سبھی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ہائے سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی وار جو سجدے میں علی پر ہوا مولا نے بس فستور ربی کہا مولا نے بس فستور ربی کہا خوب سعادت یہ عطا ہو گئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ہائے سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے ہی ولادت ہوئی گھر میں خدا کے ہی شہادت ہوئی گھر میں خدا کے ہی شہادت ہوئی گزری علی حب تیری زندگی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی جینا یتیموں کا ہوا ہے مہار کون بھلا ان کا رکھے گا خیال ہائے کون بھلا ان کا رکھے گا خیال سارے یتیموں کے حلب پر یہی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی گھر میں خدا کے یہ قیامت ہوئی سجدہ حق میں ہوئے زخمی علی ناد علی اممہ دھر الاجائے 
تجده اون لك في النوايا كل هم وغم سينجلي بعظمتك يا الله بنبوتك يا محمد ببلايتك يا علي ببلايتك يا علي ببلايتك يا علي علي يا علي 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 روزي يا شيرا تابا غديري خم محفوظ هي منظر زامن يزمي پیغمبر تھے مثل ابو طالب حیدر بات جمل صفین کی ہو یا خندق ہو شاہ خیبر شاہ مدینہ شاہ نجف کو دیتے صدا تھے یہ کہہ کر بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی علی یا علی یا علی علی یا علی یا علی علی یا علی یا علی آل نبی کو دریا پہ بھی امت نے پیاسا رکھا شام غریباں بغز علی میں گھر ہے جلایا زہرہ کا دامن جلتا تھا پوتی کا کوئی بجھانے نہ آیا دادا کو دیتی تھی صدائیں بالی سکینہ ہر لمحہ بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی علی یا علی 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 بنت علی کو بازار و دربار پھرایا جاتا تھا کہتے تھے ظالم کے لیا ہے بدر و حد کا یہ بدلہ آ کے تماشا آل نبی کا دیکھ لے یہ ساری دنیا عابد کی آنکھوں سے لہو کے ہر قطرے نے گر کے کہا بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی بولایت کا یا علی علی یا علی یا علی علی یا علی یا علی علی
हमने तो सलमान यही आगोश से माँ की सीखा है हमने तो सलमान यही आगोश से माँ की सीखा है नाम अली हर मुश्किल में हर एक को सहारा देता है दुनिया तो क्या चीज भला ये कब्र भी रोशन करता है कब्र से आगे बर जख्मशर ये ही जबाँ पे रहता है बेवलायत कया अली बेवलायत कया अली बेवलायत कली अलियाली 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 अलिया